This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 606, 53 degrees in downtown Boise. Friday morning, and that means Open Phones Friday. It also means your final chance to get tickets to the Boise State game tomorrow. We are 23 weird to say this this time of the morning on a Friday. 23 mm-hmm. hours away from uh, game day tomorrow. Nate Shulman. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. tomorrow. Five hours of pregame. Kickoff happens at 10 o'clock. Hear all the action across all of our networks here. News Talk KBY, 670 a.m., 93.1 FM. Tune in app, iHeart app. You can say, hey, Google, Alexa, Anywhere you can get in McCall, KBOI, you can get us. In McCall and in Twin Falls, we're on 98.3 FM. Oh, that's true. Forgot about the other radio. Yeah. Yeah, all those stations, too. Boise State trying to go for their first win of the season. Game three. It doesn't happen very often. Last time this happened was 2005. Mm-hmm. They once, started off 0-2. And once again, the, uh, something similar about 2005 is they played back-to-back Power 5 conferences and lost both games. (laughs) Does it make you feel any better? I'm just going to throw this out there this morning because I know that the team, the coach, uh, has been getting a a lot of criticism. It's funny to see the criticism against Avalos, people criticizing that he's being too positive. (laughs) You know what's funny? uh, Central Florida misses that last field goal, and... The outlook is different for everybody, isn't it? All of a sudden, winning a, fixes everything. Right? All of a sudden, he's a half genius at least. Does it make you feel any better that as of right now, two games into the season, Boise State has the number one ranked toughest schedule out of any football team in the country? I did not know that they have the toughest schedule of any team. In the NCAA, in the entire country, through the first two games. So far, it has seemed tough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, based on the metrics that they measure those on, Boise State, toughest schedule so far. Does it make you feel any better, no. or does it make a, a difference? No, I would like it if we had the toughest schedule and we're 2-0. and I, Well, yeah, ob- obviously you'd like it, but, you know, you can't go back and make up history unless you're a Democrat. Sounds like a challenge to me. Um and and obviously, like you just said, I mean, except for you know a couple things going wrong on that last drive for Boise State defense, they could at least be one and one. I don't know. It, uh, to me, makes me feel a little bit better because it, you know if you're Boise State and you were 145th toughest schedule in the country and you were 0 and 2, that that looks a little bit worse. Um, Washington, who is one of the teams that Boise State beat or got lost to? Sorry, lost to, um, and they also easily handled Tulsa. Has the fifty second toughest schedule, so they have Tulsa and Boise State on their schedule, and they're still in the top third toughest schedules. Even though you look at those two teams, and yeah. it's like, well, they they beat some really easy teams. 
so how come they're fifth, ranked 52 if they easily beat those two teams? It's because Boise State's considered a pretty good team. I don't know about Tulsa a whole lot, but going into the season, Boise State was considered a fairly decent team. You can't win, no. especially with like fans and and commentators and things like that. Because if if you beat someone, they weren't as good as you thought they were. And if you lose to someone, you weren't as good as you thought you were. Yeah. And, and you're not wrong. I mean, fans are fickle. Um, but, man, this is a, an important game. No, it's not a must-win. I'm not saying that this weekend because it's still not a must-win game as far as if they want to win the uh, championship, Mountain West Championship, which is their However, goal every year. it's not a must-not-win game. For the fans, uh, this is an important game. I would think for the team, for the coach, this is an important game this weekend because it's against an FCS team. It's also going to be a good challenge because this FCS team has the number one ranked offense in uh, all the FCS. Really good. Yeah. And as we already know, what, what's given Boise State the problems in the past? Mm-hmm. The past two games, the good, uh, the, the good offenses. The good news is in FCS, they only have the number four ranked defense. So there are three teams that are better. Don't know anything about the injuries as of yet. Now, Andy Avalos said that Taylor Green will be ready to roll. Now, he said mm-hmm. that right after the game next week. So that would allude yeah. to the fact that, you know, the claims were that he was just had cramping going on right. in the last game and wasn't injured. So that'll be good. Haven't heard anything about whether or not Holani will be back or not. Um, but with Holani out, and then I, you remember Crow got hurt and limped off the field the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, they were down to just three running backs last week. And that's why uh, Breezy... Dubar played mm-hmm. their the, the freshman, their yeah true from, freshman played Texas. Now he can play up to four games this year. He can play in up to four games and still without not lose his, his redshirt eligibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah without uh, using any of his freshman eligibility. So it'll be interesting to see how he's used. I would guess um, if we see you know injuries because we already know that there is uh, one running back in the, out of the seven that they have is out for the year because he injured his knee in that first game right. on a kickoff. Uh, return, but um, it, it's interesting to see all the depth we thought we had running back. Here we are, two games in, and all of a sudden that depth is uh, being tested. The one who's in the lead right now has been doing a pretty good <laughs> job. Not, not just a pretty probably good. the team MVP so far. Yeah, uh, maybe MVP for you know um, a lot of leagues. Um, he is right now apparently um, leading the nation in. All-purpose yardage, number one out of everybody. So, well, I hope that translates to a win. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see that start translating to win and, and wins, and hopefully he can keep healthy all year. Uh, if you'd like to go see the game, by the way, we have one more pair of tickets. That's going to be coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Listen for your cue to text. I will just tell you right now um, that... You will need to pick up your tickets. These are actual hard tickets. You'll need to pick those up uh, today before 5 o'clock here at our studios. So if you can't pick them up, then uh, don't try to win the contest. But be ready to text the word Broncos sometime in the 9 o'clock hour after you hear that cue to text. Don't do it before then, after you hear the cue to text, and uh, you can be a winner. Uh, it is Open Phones Friday. Once again, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Could be on something, uh, subject we've been talking about, uh, this week. Maybe it's something completely off subject. Uh, I know one thing we are going to be talking about this morning is something that happened right after. Isn't it weird? It seems like this always happens. Right after our show, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden officially indicted on federal gun charges yesterday. We'll talk about the 
three charges and uh, what his lawyers are saying. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get your input uh, on that also. If you want to weigh in, you can already email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. So, uh, no, so now every time somebody calls up and says, what about Hunter Biden? We say, well, they indicted him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Never mind. <laughs> um, impeachment inquiry underway. There's still fallout going from that. So we'll talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, but as I said, it is Open Phones Friday, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about too. Just feel free to do it. We've got sports to get through this morning. As a matter of fact, this is your first one of the morning with Chris Walton. It is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuda. Uh, not just a great place to stop for breakfast, but also lunch, especially on Fridays if you love clam chowder. It's the best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere, and you can get it every single Friday for lunch at Pork Belly. They open 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. seven days a week. We already covered some of this, so hey, why not do it again? The uh, Boise State football team hosts North Dakota Saturday at 10 a.m., the forecast for kickoff is 70 degrees and sunshine. Sophomore quarterback Taylor Green will be back for the Broncos after missing the fourth quarter of the Central Florida game with muscle cramps. The Fighting Hawks will start Tommy Schuster at quarterback. In two games, Schuster has completed 76% of his passes for four touchdowns with no interceptions. Boise State, after two games, ranks 70th in the FBS in offense and 129th in defense that's out of 132 teams. North Dakota plays in the FCS, and the Broncos have beaten FCS opponents 18 times in a row. However, the Fighting Hawks rank number one in the FCS in offense, number two in scoring, and number four in defense. Saturday's game will be televised nationally on Fox Sports 1, which is Sparklight 146, DirecTV 219, Dish 150, and Cox Cable 78. And will, of course, be on the radio on KBOI. For the home game, Boise State will wear blue jerseys, white pants, and white helmets with a throwback logo. The next two Saturdays, Boise State will be on the road at San Diego State and then Memphis. The opening game of Week 2 in the NFL was last night. The Philadelphia Eagles beat Minnesota 34-28. Running back DeAndre Swift rushed 28 times for the Eagles for a career-high 175 yards and a touchdown. Swift is a Philadelphia native. He played three seasons for the Detroit Lions and was traded to the Eagles in April. Former Boise State running back Alexander Madison carried eight times for the Vikings, gaining only 28 yards with no touchdowns. He also caught three passes for 11 yards. With about 10 minutes remaining in the third quarter of the game, the Eagles led by 20 points at 27-7. This weekend in the NFL, there are eight games Sunday morning, four Sunday afternoon, one Sunday night, and then two games Monday night. It's not a doubleheader Monday, however. The Saints meet the Panthers at 5 o'clock on ESPN, and the Browns meet the Steelers at 6 o'clock. That game will be on ABC. That's sports. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can get through by calling us, 1-800-529-5264. That's toll-free from wherever you might be listening, uh, 208-336-3700. Or if you have a Verizon wireless phone, you can just hit pound 670. Gary and Nampa listening in this morning on 670 AM. Good morning to you. Yeah, uh, uh, good morning. Uh, 
you had Nate on, you know, co-hosting a couple times. Wait, 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 wait. I I did not have Nate on. He he had himself on because Chris was out sick. I did not have him on. Uh, Anyway, I I enjoy Nate a whole lot more as a co-host when he's got a partner with him rather than when he's solo in the afternoon. Has he ever considered getting a partner? Um, yeah, a whole bunch. He's tried to ha- get partners before, from, but from what I understand, um, everybody has refused to work with him. <laughs> it's just something to consider because cause I do. I think he does a whole lot better when he's got the interplay playing, you know, mm-hmm. with, with with somebody else than when he's just monologuing with them. Well, the the other thing too this week is uh, I don't I don't know if it was you know getting to be on the morning show and talking with me and all of our Casper and Chris listeners this week, uh, but all of a sudden um, he seemed to be a little bit smarter this week. Take a listen. Is it? Uh, do we have it on? Maybe he. Uh, oh, he had the uh, sound off. Sorry. All right, take a listen. You know, sometimes Mike Casper's correct. I mean, not as often as Chris Walton is, but sometimes Mike Casper's correct. Also, I've been drinking. <laughs> uh, thank you for the call, Gary. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that sounded good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we were allowed to drink during our shows, but hey! I wasn't drinking during the show, before it. <laughs> 208 336. Show, show me where it says don't drink before your show. <laughs> That's true. No. 208. Actually, and it's not illegal for us to drink during the show. As long as one of us, like, I can't, I, dr- I can't drink if I'm running the board, but because uh, we have Derek here, yeah. he's running the board, so the FCC doesn't care if you and I get drunk. It's not illegal per se, but I don't think the company would, would smile upon that. Well, it is frowned upon by the company. Um, you know, there's rules against it due to company policy. Sure. Believe it or not, though, did you know this is the first radio station I've ever worked for in my entire career? And I've been in radio since 1980 that has said you can't drink while you're on the air. We've worked, you and I have worked for bosses before who encouraged it. (laughs) Um, as a matter of fact, yeah. When I when I was very first, you and, in, I, and you're, you and I, as soon as I said that, I know we're thinking the same exact person. When I was very first in radio, of course, I mean, I was working in the middle of the night, and I sounded probably all nervous, which I was. But uh, the program director told me at the time, he says, "Hey, if it'd make you feel any better, have a couple of beers before you come in." <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I don't think that would make me feel better. I think that would make me even more nervous. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, in addition to the BSU football game, a lot going on this weekend. When we come back, we'll tell you about some of the things you can take part in. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641. Uh, once again, final chance to win your tickets to the Boise State North Dakota game coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, your chance to win will be in the 9 o'clock hour. Once again, text the word Broncos when you hear your cue to text to 208 336 You'll pick up uh, those tickets. Um, earlier in the week, we already had uh, a crowd, so uh, I'm guessing, I don't know if it's going to be, I, I, 
it would be a surprise to me if we see a sellout, but based on uh, the fact I think it was Monday or Tuesday, they'd already sold around 33,000 tickets, which puts it in about... That's pretty close to yeah, a sellout. pretty close to a sellout already uh, then, and the temperature and weather is going to be perfect. Kickoff uh, temperature expected to be about 70 degrees, mm-hmm. so it's a great day for football. Sunshine. Um, they do have competition going on uh, here, though, um, for things to do this weekend. So in addition to the football game, um, you also have something going on in Caldwell, the Indian Creek Festival, which is just an absolute blast. It's a two-day festival. It takes place uh, in downtown Caldwell starting tonight, Indian Creek Plaza. And then tomorrow, one of the fun things that I've uh, actually uh, helped participate in a couple of times and also watched, uh, they have a homemade cardboard and duct tape kayak race so the only thing you can use in making your kayak is cardboard duct tape and paint and then it's not just for looks by the way they have to be able to float because then they race them down the uh, river and it's a fun thing so temperature is going to be great for that uh so that goes on beginning tonight 6 to 9 p.m continues on saturday 7 a.m to 4 p.m um they've got classic car shows live music most of it will be happening right there at indian Creek Plaza, and then uh, the biggest Hyde Park street fair in history will be taking place this weekend, too. Um, A lot of people ask, if this is supposed to be a street fair, why does it not take place on the street? Well, it actually began on the street, but it it has grown so big. Years ago, it used to be in Hyde Hyde Park. Yeah, (laughs) it's grown so big that um, they've had to move it. Now, when I say this is the biggest in history, um, they have never had... Uh, 180 vendors who have already signed up, according to wow. uh, organizers. That's about the max that you can put into the park and still Camel's operate. Back. Yeah. So this goes on Camel's Back Park. Uh, it starts today. We'll go on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so uh, once again, 4 till 9.30 today, 10 to 9.30 on Saturday, 10 to 6 on uh, Sunday. Live music. You've got vendors. Uh, the one thing they do ask, don't drive. I mean, you can, but there no is place to park. so limited parking in right. that area with that many people, uh, and they expect thirty to 40,000 people uh, over the three-day festival. They encourage you to ride your bike, uh, park, um, Uber, because there's just so little parking in that neighborhood. chauffeur drop you off. There you go. You know, if you have a chauffeur, have them drop you off. But So lots going on uh, this weekend uh, to take part in, and of course the weather is really going to be cooperating. Um, a reminder for those of you people who are texting the word Broncos in right now, um, you're not going to be in on the grand prize drawing, just so you know. It has to be after you hear the cue, which will be coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. So I know, well, if in case I miss it, I'm going to text now. You won't be included. So doesn't do you any good to text now. Be ready to text 9 o'clock hour to get those tickets. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, opening up at 15 minutes from right now for breakfast. Not just breakfast, but a delicious breakfast made with love from uh, everybody in the kitchen there, including Chef Wally. Get in and find out what we talk about and why it is so good. The Boise State women's soccer team now has two wins, one loss, and five ties following a 1-1 tie against the University of Oregon Thursday evening at the Boaz Soccer Complex. Junior forward Carly Cross scored the Broncos' goal just 13 minutes into the match with an assist from fellow junior forward Kenzie McMillan. Boise State has played four Pac-12 teams so far this season, resulting in four ties. Next up for the Broncos is a road trip to Colorado Springs. 
They will play Colorado College Thursday and Air Force on Sunday, September 24th. In Major League Baseball, most teams now regulate the playing time of pitchers using pitch counts. That means you frequently see something that never used to happen. Starting pitchers leading a game while in the middle of a shutout or even a no-hitter. That's what happened last night in Houston. Astros starter Hunter Brown threw five innings, giving up no hits to the visiting Oakland Athletics, and was removed from the game. Rafael Montero pitched the sixth inning, gave up no hits. Then Hector Neris pitched the seventh inning, giving up no hits. Then Brian Abreu pitched the eighth inning, giving up no hits. Finally, closer Ryan Presley came in for the ninth inning and gave up two hits and a walk as Oakland scored twice. <laughs> Darn Houston, it. Houston didn't get the no-hitter or the shutout, but they did win the game 6-2. That's sports. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In the final hours, a behind-the-scenes scramble to avoid what would be a devastating strike, with President Biden calling UAW President Sean Fain and all three of the automaker's leaders. And Ford and GM offering a 20% wage increase. But that's only half of what the union was calling for, a 40% increase. They say that's right in line with the pay increases the CEOs have had since the last contract. Ford CEO telling us that the union's demands are unsustainable in an industry aiming to adapt to the future. We are one of the most important industries for jobs in America. Everyone will suffer, especially in the communities where we have plants. By one estimate, a strike at all three companies could cost the economy more than $5 billion, with tens of thousands of jobs lost. So officially, um, for the first time, all three of the big three um, started striking last mm-hmm. night. Could not come to a deal. 20% raise. That, that's a pretty darn good deal. I did uh, see, you know, because we had talked, there, they'd, they'd asked for a 40% raise, plus the fact that they wanted uh, the regular pensions that they used to have years and years ago that uh, businesses seemed to be going away from. Yeah. Uh, because pensions get rated rather, rather easily when, when the uh, company goes belly up. Um, but I'm guessing, you know, when it comes to auto workers, at least in the near future, you don't think that company is going to go up and they have to raid the pension fund. So they want pensions to come back and then they want to work 32 hour work weeks. I finally figured out the 32 hour work week thing. You did? Yeah. If they drop back to 32 hours, nobody's going to work 32 hours. You're still going to be required to work 40 hours, but after 32 hours, you get, you get overtime. You get overtime. <laughs> that's why they wonder. want, yeah, that's why they want the 30. So, you know, if they get that, that's even a bigger, One of, uh, bigger raise. I was looking at some of the uh, statistics last night after they called the strike. Uh, one of the CEOs, I think it was the CEO of GM, uh, is making 40% more than she did just a couple of years ago. <laughs> the CEO is. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe they think, hey, if the CEO can make 40% more, maybe we should be able to, too. And it, it, it is a little bit different. I know I know. if you're sitting there going, well, gosh, if I if the CEO got a 40% raise you know, over the last two years, why can't I? problem with CEOs is it's a competitive, uh, competitive thing. You have to pay competitive wages. They don't, they don't just get raises. If you want to keep your CEO from going to another company, if they're a good CEO, you want to keep a CEO, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have to pay them. Um, I, I get going, oh my gosh, they're making, you know, whatever, a million dollars a year or, or, or whatnot. Um, I did look up 
what the average pay is for a UAW worker. And right now, the average yearly pay is $78,000. That's the average. Um, in their, this contract that is running out, by the way, I wish I had this in my contract, um, they get automatic 6% pay raises. Yeah, that's pretty good. Per year, but that's the contract that just ran out. Um, they're a- asking for more than than 6%, and they said that part of that reason is that they've seen you know, huge profits over the last you know, five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can look at some of the COVID years as huge profits because they were basically shut down uh, some of those years. Um, but they do have a lot of money. Um, people are saying that they can weather a short-term storm, talking about the big three, because they have a lot of money that they've saved up in the switchover to electric vehicles, and they can use some of that money instead of going towards um, manufacturing electric vehicles to keep the company running. And I get, you know, a lot of us, even myself, I, I still don't understand because I'm not in any way, shape, or form involved in the auto industry other than the fact that occasionally, um, I think the last time we bought a vehicle was about 10 years ago, occasionally we buy a vehicle. Um, And you heard right there talking about how massive this could be as far as a hit on the economy. I, I still struggle to understand you know, how myself, you, or one of our listeners that might not be involved in the industry, uh, you know, how, how that uh, how that affects us. I don't, I don't know how that's going to be, and I hope we don't find out. I hope this is, you know, solved sooner rather than later. Um, the one thing I do know, it would cause a higher price because all of a sudden, um, if you're not manufacturing vehicles anymore while they're on strike, the vehicles that are currently made and mm-hmm. on the lots yeah. – um, there's going to be uh, more of a demand, more of a demand. And when you see higher demand and there's no supply coming, um, then you start to see when there's a competition and people paying higher prices for something that, you know, when there's a hot new vehicle that comes out in a particular year and, you know, the consumer report says it's the best vehicle there is all that sort of thing. And they get high ratings. Uh, people, you know, will obviously flock to the, uh, car dealerships to buy them and the car dealerships know this and so the price goes up about twenty thousand bucks mm-hmm. i mean you, you look at the audio industry too i'm you not see, criticizing i'm just wishing yeah. i could get in on that you see the audio industry auto industry too where they um you know will manufacture a limited number of you know really high-end cars like say the uh i'll use the camaro or not the camaro the the corvette uh, as an example um you know, or or specialty vehicles, and it's like, why do they? The average person can't even afford this, and it's like that's not the idea of making these vehicles. It's to get people talking about it, and people talk about it. They want to see the vehicle. It gets them into the showroom yeah. to check out the vehicle, and then they go, "Oh, look, over here is something I can afford." So all it is 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 doing something to get uh, people into the showroom. Now I know there are about three hundred thousand people involved. You know, in working in the uh, auto industry. Um, you know, so if they're without a paycheck, I guess that can hurt the economy uh, on a on a whole. But like I said, I, I I struggle to find out where they keep saying, "Hey, this is going to be a huge effect on the economy." What it does to you and I in the average day, I don't I, I don't know. But like I said, well, it's it's hoping all, I don't. It's I all don't like find that it's out. all like dominoes. You know, when they go on strike, they have no money for a while, and when they have no money for a while, they don't spend money, and so the places where you have your money invested. Be, you know, become worth less. 
Let's uh, give each and every one of them a $100,000 pay raise and see if the trickle-up theory works. Okay. To pay the lower size I've always maintained people if it's going to trickle up to I've, the rest I've of I've always us. maintained the trickle-down theory doesn't work, but the trickle-up theory does. Because if you give a whole bunch of poor people a whole bunch of money, uh, within about a year, the rich people will have that money. But the poor people will have some stuff for it. Yeah. Although, if you give everybody a $100,000 raise, uh, get ready to pay for your $40,000 car, $80,000 instead of $40,000. <laughs> we'll have to raise prices somewhere. Hey, um, yeah, do you want to get a hot dog from the vendor? Yeah, i got to go to the ATM, though. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, it is Open Phones Friday. What do you want to talk about today? Still on the way, a couple things we're going to be talking about. The uh, Hunter Biden indictment. We'll get into that in a little bit. Also, the Boise School District released a letter yesterday... Uh, uh, regarded a recent student or a teacher suspension uh, amid a, a walkout of uh, students yesterday from the school. We'll tell you uh, not necessarily uh, what the letter alleges because they can't really say anything because it's a personnel matter, but we can tell you what this teacher did not do because they did put that in the letter. We'll talk about that and more coming up here. Right now, find uh, another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. They are open for breakfast. Get in today and uh, check out why we talk about how much food you get and great food. The drive through coffee drive through also open right now. The Boise State football team hosts North Dakota Saturday. That game will be at 10 a.m. The forecast for kickoff is 70 degrees and sunshine. Sophomore quarterback Taylor Green will be back for the Broncos after missing the fourth quarter of the Central Florida game with muscle cramps. The Fighting Hawks will start Tommy Schuster at quarterback. In two games, Schuster has completed 76% of his passes for four touchdowns with no interceptions. Boise State, after two games, ranks 70th in the FBS in total offense and 129th in total defense. That's out of 132 teams. North Dakota plays in the FCS, and the Broncos have beaten FCS opponents 18 times in a row. However, the Fighting Hawks rank number one in the FCS in offense, number two in the nation in scoring, and number four in defense. Saturday's game will be televised nationally on Fox Sports 1, which is Sparklight 146, DirecTV 219, Dish 150, and Cox Cable 78. And will, of course, be on the radio on KBOI. For the home game, Boise State will wear blue jerseys, white pants, and white helmets with a throwback logo. The next two Saturdays, Boise State will be on the road at San Diego State and then Memphis. The opening game of Week 2 in the NFL was last night. The Philadelphia Eagles beat Minnesota 34-28. Running back DeAndre Swift rushed 28 times for the Eagles for a career-high 175 yards and a touchdown. Swift is a Philadelphia native. He played three seasons for the Detroit Lions and was traded to the Eagles in April. Former Boise State running back Alexander Madison carried eight times for the Vikings, gaining only 28 yards with no touchdowns. He also caught three passes for 11 yards. With about 10 minutes remaining in the third quarter of the game, the Eagles led by 20 points at 27-7. This weekend in the NFL, there are eight games Sunday morning, Four Sunday afternoon, one Sunday night, and two games Monday night. It is not a doubleheader Monday, however. The Saints meet the Panthers at 5 o'clock. That'll be on ESPN. 
and the Browns, the Browns, that is, meet the Steelers at 6 o'clock. That's on ABC. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, the uh, Dow down 50 points as of right now, about uh, seven minutes ahead of the opening after a good day on uh, Wall Street yesterday. Uh, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, this morning. I want to get to uh, talking about something else today as we keep an eye on the stock market for a Friday. Um, there was an initial public offering that uh, came out yesterday. Um, I don't know if you, you know, because I, I use you as my, uh, you know, person that helps me out did you get me in on that because shares jumped about 23 percent no okay so shares did jump 23 percent there was certainly optimism around this ipo so it trades under the ticker symbol arm arm so arm is a british chip designing company um they did what's interesting about arm is that they don't actually manufacture the graphic processing units the gpus or the central processing units cpus or microprocessors they specialize in designing them Um, and there's also some optimism around them entering in the artificial intelligence space which of course I mean it seems like any company that mentions that it's just like the golden word to say which immediately gives their stock a bump and their initial public offering was yesterday shares surged 23% they're up 6% in pre-market so you're talking about a 31% gain just from its just initial price when it hit its ability to uh, actually trade on the public markets now where I do find this interesting is that if you look at the whole right now, I guess this year, if you look at the IPO market, it's down 50% from the five-year average. So you're just not seeing a lot of news or waves being made by companies entering entering into the space by making their shares publicly traded. So I think we're going to see a bit of a trickle-down effect from ARM's success to Instacart. Instacart is set to actually do their IPO likely next week. Of course, Instacart is the popular grocery delivery company, but they went ahead and raised their IPO price. They were they, they were going to debut around 26 to 28 bucks, and then they just went and uh, did a filing with the SEC, and they want to bump their IPO share price to 28 to $30 a share. So it looks like the market is hungry for a bit of this uh, IPO. Um, these companies entering their initial public offering, giving some opportunity to invest in these companies. Now, this could go either way. I mean, you've seen, you've seen IPOs where there's a lot of optimism going in and then you'll see a big shareholder redeem that owned it before the IPO. They do a big, uh, a big sale, which could bring down the price. This optimism could wane. My issue with ARM right now, if you're going in to invest, is it does look a bit overvalued. I mean, if you look at it compared to Micron, which generates 10 times as much revenue as ARM, ARM's almost, it's about $10 billion below its total value of Micron. So I think we might be getting a little bit of overvaluation, a little bit too much hype with ARM, especially right now. And we just got to see some price action and, and see where it goes over you know, in my opinion, a few weeks or maybe a few months. But for right now, it, it's if if you have the uh, the crystal ball and we're able to get in that IPO, you're 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 certainly looking sitting pretty right now with a, with almost a thirty one percent gain. <laughs> All right, um, right now, as I said, uh, we're on the uh, red pretty much across the board uh, ahead of the opening. We'll keep uh, updated here on Monday. Um, we we brought this up. I don't. Hopefully, um, I don't know if the UAW is still going to be on strike Monday. But if they are on strike. 
Um, can we talk about that and how that affects you, me, and the average listener this morning? We keep hearing it's, oh, this is a massive hit on the economy. This is going to be so bad. Um, so Monday, if they are still on strike, if they haven't worked this out, can we uh, talk about that? And, and can you let us know how this is going to affect the average person? 100%. Let's do it. All right. Have a great weekend. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 742, uh, Pac-12, by the way, Pac-2, Oregon State and Washington State won their uh, court case a little bit earlier this week. Um, that denies the rest of the Pac-12 members uh, making decisions about the Pac-12 going forward uh, after they leave. Now, why were they trying to do this? Why? Because they would like the league to be disbanded before they leave. Because they make millions and millions of dollars if the league is you know, no longer a league. So they're trying... Since they still have, meaning they don't have to pay ten, the league. Ten members, they don't no. have to pay the league to leave. No, they don't get money from the league when they leave. This is all about NCAA basketball. Oh, okay. So, uh, for instance, the NC uh, Pac-12 has fifty units in twenty twenty-five, and each unit is worth a certain <laughs> amount of money. That fifty units in twenty twenty-five, when all the teams, with the exception of Oregon State and Washington State, would leave, is worth seventeen point five million dollars. Now, we know because this similar action was happening with San Diego State when they were trying to join the Pac-12 that they have to leave that money there. That doesn't go with you when you leave, that money from the NCAA tournament. It stays with the league. Mm -hmm. Unless there's no league still there, then each school gets their their money when they go to the new league. So the Pac-12, at least the 10 members who are trying to leave, were trying to blow up the Pac-12, the $17.5 million payout, by the way, which would happen in 2025, and there's a payout for every year. Uh, the payout doesn't come in a lump sum. It, it gets paid out um, over a five-year period. I'm just using 2025 for an, an example because $17.5 million would be paid out from the NCAA basketball tournament to everybody in the Pac-12 because of the number <laughs> of teams that had participated and how far they went. Further you go, the more money that you make. Now that right now, if the team or the league was still going to be, you know, as is in 2025, um, that 17.5 million dollar distribution would be split up between the 12 schools and would get about 1.5 million dollars per school. However, none of the schools, with the exception of Oregon State and Washington State, are going to be in the league, so that True. means they don't get any of that money. Um, Washington State and Oregon State would each get about eight and a half million dollars a piece just in 2025 plus going forward the next four years uh after that from money made so the uh judge agreed with the uh, league and said you know what you're right you guys are trying to make decisions and you're not even going to be a part of this league (laughs) so um at least right now um put an injunction not allowing league members that aren't going to be a part of the league after this year to be making decisions for the league um, this is going to be an in- interesting thing to watch over the uh, period of time uh, over the next year or so uh, as expansion 
uh, we start to see this expansion start to take hold. Other sports going on today. Final check for you. It's with Chris Worth, uh, Chris Worthington, uh, Chris Walton. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Don't forget, it's Friday. That means clam chowder day. Some of the best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere. Made from scratch every Friday morning. Get in for lunch today at Pork Belly and Cuna. The Boise State women's soccer team now has two wins, one loss, and five ties following a 1-1 tie against the University of Oregon Thursday evening at the Boaz Soccer Complex. Junior forward Carly Cross scored the Broncos' goal just 13 minutes into the match with an assist from fellow junior forward Kenzie McMillan. Boise State has played four Pac-12 teams so far this season, resulting in four ties. Next up for the Broncos is a road trip to Colorado Springs, They will play Colorado College Thursday and then Air Force on Sunday, September 24th. In Major League Baseball, most teams now regulate the playing time of pitchers using pitch counts. That means you frequently see something that never used to happen, starting pitchers leaving a game while in the middle of a shutout or even a no-hitter. Well, that's what happened last night in Houston. Astros starter Hunter Brown threw five innings, giving up no hits to the visiting Oakland Athletics and was removed from the game. Rafael Montero pitched the sixth inning and gave up no hits. Then Hector Neris pitched the seventh inning, giving up no hits. Then Brian Abreu pitched the eighth inning, giving up no hits. Finally, closer Ryan Presley came in for the ninth inning and gave up two hits and a walk as Oakland scored twice. Houston didn't get the no-hitter or the shutout, but they did get the win, 6-2. It's 7:47. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.52, he's Chris Welton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. It is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh... Yesterday morning, students at Timberline High School walked out in support of a teacher who was recently suspended for reasons unknown to the public. Around that same time, Boise School District sent out a letter to parents and staff regarding the teacher's suspension. Laura Bolton uh, is the name of the teacher suspended last week. Her absence at Timberline resulted in a large turnout at Monday school board meeting. And uh, yesterday's student organized walkout. A lot of people want to know what's going on. Why has she been suspended? What's happening here? According to uh, Idaho Code, school cannot disclose most information related to individual personnel matters. They are allowed to disclose the employee's status and address what is not relevant about the situation, but only with the permission of an employee in question can they release all the facts. That's according to the letter. But apparently the student's... Seem to know what happened and support him, right? Her, her. her I mean, um, yeah. apparently nobody knows what happens. What's happening? There's rumors. There's innuendo. According to several student sources, students have been signing petition forms, writing on the walls of the school. <laughs> That's always good. Um, did you sign the petition? Yeah, it's uh, on the wall right outside uh, the science room. In an attempt to bring Bolton back during the walkout, Bolton spoke against some of those actions, uh, saying, I love you, I'm not mad at all, but you cannot disrupt uh, disrupt your own learning environment. That's not good for your grandkids. (laughs) Really? The letter states that while the district cannot address every suspicion regarding the suspension, they can confirm that it does not come as a result, I'm repeating here, does not 
um, as a result of reporting acts of sexual assault or sexual harassment, bullying, or abuse. So, so what then? According to the letter, there is a teacher evaluation that is circulating on various media outlets that is not Bolton's actual evaluation. It's fake. Apparently. So now we we now know what the suspension was not about. They are still not saying what the teacher was suspended for. And I get it. By law, they, they can't say. But, man, te- I mean, parents want to know. Yeah. They think they have the right to know. But, I mean, here, here's the thing. If the teacher wanted people to know, the teacher could say so. True. Teacher could say, this is what I was suspended for. Or could give the school permission and say, look, you can say what I was suspended for. That hasn't happened yet. I mean, this has been going on a week, and that still has not right. happened. Does the public have a right to know? Do students have the right to know why, why a teacher was suspended? Uh, that, that's a really good question. I mean, if it's something that uh, is, you know, bad for the students, then probably the parents should know about it. I get the part where, you know, you, you don't want things coming out about this that later become proven false. You know what right. I mean? You want the investigation because, I mean, if, if something comes out, and, and like I said, I'm not even going to try and figure out what the reason the suspension was, but the reason you don't want to necessarily say what it was because if it's completely the teacher is exonerated and none of it is true, no matter what the thing is, it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle because mm-hmm. you've already got accusations. People hear, you know, the salacious content of what happened. They don't hear what's on page five of the newspaper saying, hey, all this stuff, you remember we told you about last <laughs> week? Yeah, all that was wrong. Exactly. Your thoughts? When, when, when newspapers issue corrections, they don't do it on the front page. No. Your thoughts? If you want to weigh in, email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also call us 208-336-3700. We're holding up the Broncos for 50 years. 670 KBOI. Boise. 93.1 KBOI FM. New Plymouth. News Talk KBOI. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis on strike as of midnight last night. Workers at Detroit's Big Three automakers, some 13,000 at plants near St. Louis, Missouri, Toledo, Ohio, and in Detroit. GM CEO Mary Barra on Good Morning America Today defending company profits in the billions compared to limited employee pay. The profits that General Motors makes, we reinvest in the business, we reinvest in our people uh, to put new products because uh, having products that people want to buy is the way that we keep all of our assembly plants running. Still, workers want raises, pensions and benefits for new hires and a four-day work week. The big three say they're financially strapped in the race to build more electric cars. The White House says President Biden will weigh in this afternoon. A cyber attack continues in Las Vegas and in Atlantic City with computer systems that control gaming, check-in kiosks, elevators, and room keys hacked at MGM Grand, the Bellagio, and Caesars property. Check-in procedure is kind of messy, a lot of long lines. Gambling's really messy. It's not as fun when you have to wait. Vegas visitor Randall Jensen, the FBI, is investigating. Hunter Biden, the president's son, now under federal indictment on gun charges after a deal to have those charges dropped 
fell apart. Hunter Biden's defense team says it will fight the gun charges. I think the case will be dismissed before a trial. Attorney Abby Lowell tells ABC News felony counts related to a single check mark on a form are constitutionally dubious. If the form asks if you are a drug user on the day you buy a gun, that is an issue. If it says, have you ever used drugs, that's an issue, and that will be played out in court. Lowell also argues the charges being brought against the president's son are a result of political pressure from Republicans. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Later today, closing arguments in the impeachment trial of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, accused of abusing his power to help a local real estate developer. You're listening to ABC News. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 806-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, you can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. And also uh, send us a text if you want, 208-336-3700. Just don't text the word Broncos because it gets you absolutely nothing right now. You have to wait until you hear that cue to text, which, by the way, I keep telling you, it's going to be in the 9 o'clock hour. So all I think we've got eight texts uh, trying to win the Broncos tickets as of right now, but they will not be included. You won't be included in the grand prize drawing. It has, you have to wait till that happens. And like I said, it's going to be coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, and then one person at random will be chosen from all the people who have uh, weighed in. Uh, text message in uh, talking about the teacher and the suspension, the walkout of students yesterday. If she has been accused of something, she would be suspended with pay for an investigation. There's no info here because if she's wrongly accused, uh, they have a lawsuit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And once again, we told you because of Idaho Code, they're also not allowed to. Right. say anything about the reason for the suspension unless the teacher gives permission. Uh, the only thing they can say is what's not going. And, and in case you missed it, they, they did say it has nothing to do with sexual harassment, uh, sexual abuse charges, and uh, no bullying. So not really something involving students? I, More of a personal I issue? Yeah, I, can't even, I can't even say that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, you That's know, true. It's, it's not like you're trying to drop hints. I mean, we just don't know. Yeah, we ju- we just don't know. And I, I you know, I, apparently there's rumors and innuendo out there. Um, as always. As as always, because, you know, when there's a information vacuum, it, it tries to fill itself, right? Well, yeah. Hey, somebody did something wrong. Take over. <laughs> wow, it could have been this or this or possibly this or even this. It is Open Phones Friday. Um, hasn't been a good week in any way, stretch, or form of the imagination for President Joe Biden this week. Um, earlier in the week, we had the impeachment inquiry that the Republicans in the House brought. Later uh, yesterday, after our show, his son, Hunter Biden, was indicted on three charges. And for this week, I'll call them inaccurate falsehoods um but at least three times this week he's been caught either some people are claiming oh he's lying or it's just you know factual inaccuracies um you know the first one we talked about was uh this week um 911 comments and he was asked why you know he didn't speak um in Washington DC or New York 
He's the first president that hasn't spoken from one of those places on 9-11. And uh, the Biden administration justified his absence. He he, he did a speech in Alaska um, telling Fox News that 22 years after Pearl Harbor, presidents were still not visiting Hawaii. Turns out that was a factual error. President John F. Kennedy visited uh, USS Arizona on the 22nd anniversary of Pearl Harbor in 1963. Biden instead gave his Which remarks in Alaska. Would have been weird because he would have been dead fifteen days at that point. Uh, what do you have been? Yeah, he was killed November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, and the anniversary wasn't until December seventh. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even uh, realize that. So maybe that's maybe a false. Maybe too. he was there the previous or, year. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Um. Also, another factual uh, error he made during his speech in Alaska. He said, I remember standing at ground zero the next day and looking at the building. I felt like it was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastated because of the way uh, from where you could stand and you could see that. Um, he wasn't in New York the next day. Now, I... Did he mean the Pentagon? Um, he, he was at, in Washington, D.C. at the White House giving a speech. So, the Pentagon, probably. No, he wasn't at the Pentagon you, either. He could look through the building... And you couldn't look through the buildings in New York because they were gone. Um, he said he was looking through the gates of hell. He said it looks like he was looking at the building oh, and I'm it felt sure like I was is. looking through the gates of hell. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, I, don't, I know exactly where I was and what I was doing on 9-11. I couldn't tell you any part of my day on 9-12. 9-12. Couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I would, you. I'm I guess. I'm guessing I was here at work. I couldn't even guarantee I, went, I was back uh, here at work on nine twelve. I had the week off, but I came in and worked just as soon as I found out what happened, and then worked till midnight on Tuesday, and on nine twelve I stayed home again. So I, I still had the day off. I do know that if I had visited Ground Zero on the day after on September twelfth, I would remember that. Yeah, he apparently didn't visit uh, Ground Zero until uh, nine days later is when he was there. Um, and then yesterday, in another speech, uh, he talked about when he used to teach political theory at the University of Pennsylvania. He said he taught at University of Pennsylvania for four years. He used to teach political theory, and folks, you always hear every generation has to fight for their democracy. Um, Biden was an honorary professor at Philadelphia School from 2017 to 2019, between his term at the White House as vice president and the start of his presidential campaign. His responsibilities never included teaching semester-long classes, conducting independent research, or handling administrative responsibilities, typical duties of professors. Biden made about a dozen public appearances on campus, but never taught a class, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Did he lecture at all? Um, He gave speeches, Hmm. but he said he taught classes, um, and apparently he never taught any classes. Now, are are these big things? No, except for the fact... When you're 80 years old, you'll be 82 years old if you're reelected again, and these start to add up and people go, all right, is he misremembering? Is he lying? Is he making stuff up? Or doesn't he, does he just not remember at his age? That's the only reason why this makes, you know, a a significant reminds me of Reagan a little bit when, uh, you know, Reagan was in his early 70s, but he would tell wonderful stories and then somebody would report the next day that... Actually, that didn't really happen. It was from a movie back in the 30s. <laughs> and once again, we now know some of the same questions could have asked, been asked about Reagan 
as being asked because there were accusations, you know, that during the time he was president, well, he may he have was, had early onset dementia. They they thought he was too old when he was sixty nine. Mm-hmm. He was elected in nineteen eighty. I I I don't know. Latest polling, by the way, um, has Biden and Trump tied at thirty nine. If the election were held today, which it's not, we've got over a year yet. Um, at least twenty two percent. I firmly believe that if Joe Biden was not was sixty nine years old, say he's six he's sixty nine, not which is still you know up there, but say he was sixty nine <laughs> years old. And the economy was doing great. I think he would probably have a ten to fifteen point lead. I, I would say I would say he would have a ten point lead if he was sixty nine years old. Um, and if the economy I, if economy was doing great, he'd have a fifteen to twenty percent lead. Right. I now. think he'd have a bigger lead if the economy were doing great and he were a hundred years old. It's, I don't know about that because it's, you got, the, it's the economy, stupid. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, you you got you got <laughs> a lot of Democrats even that are saying, wait, he's he's too old to be running. You know, it, and granted, the economy makes a big difference. I don't think what's going on with the impeachment inquiry affects voters as much as what the economy is going on. Because, I mean, to you and I, does an impeachment inquiry, uh, does yeah. that really mean anything in a grand scheme of our day-to-day the, lives? The, to a certain part of the, in, in the past 10 years, to a certain part of the populace, anything Congress does has been irrelevant. Yeah. Take a break. Uh, when we come back, $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida uh, on the way with Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question right after Bronco Sports today. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Jeremy is going to get first crack at our question, try and score himself our final $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida. Use it to any one of the locations here in the Treasure Valley. Lots of food for you. Jeremy, uh, there are only two cities in the entire United States that cross into five different counties. Which U.S. cities are they? Uh, that would be New York and Fort Worth. Good enough. Dallas, Fort Worth, metro <laughs> yeah. area. Yes, those are the two cities. Jeremy, congratulations. You just picked up our final gift certificate from Costa Vida. Well done. Cool. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. Congratulations to all of our winners this week. I love Costa Vida. We still have lots of food, right? Yeah. Man, uh, a $50 gift certificate, definitely going to be feeding a, probably a family of four with lots of leftovers for the next meal, too. Uh, not done with winning today. Still on the way. Don't text us now. Still on the way in the 9 o'clock hour. A chance for you to text and win our final pair of Boise State tickets. Uh, listen for that cue to text. When you hear that, You'll have about 45 minutes this morning to text in the word Broncos. Now, keep in mind, uh, in addition to, you know, wanting and the ability to go to the game tomorrow, which starts at 10 o'clock, you must also pick up your tickets today before close of business, which is 5 o'clock here at our studio. So if you can't do either one of those things, uh, don't try and text to win. Uh, but we do have that final chance to text and win. It's almost like a contest. The other thing we have coming up here in, in 34 minutes is our KBOI sweet deal this week. And I say it's kind of like a contest because the deal is so fantastic. It's a $50 gift certificate to Lock 
stock in barrel. Uh, how do I know that it's fantastic? Number one, I've been there multiple times. Number two, this is the fastest selling sweet deal we have ever had in history. As a matter of fact, they've broken their own record a couple of times. The last time that we had this available, it sold out in a minute and 23 seconds. So make sure you are there and ready to go. If you want this $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel, then be ready. KBY.com. Click on that sweet deal link. If you have never got registered before, register now so that you're ready to go and then hit refresh right at 9 o'clock so that you can get in on that deal. Once again, 33 minutes now and counting to the latest KBY sweet deal with Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.37, it is Friday morning, and that means Open Phones Friday. It's also the day before the uh, Boise State football game. 10 o'clock tomorrow, Boise State looking for their first win. Been a while since we've said that on this, this late a date. Got to go back to 2005. Mm-hmm. When they opened up 0-2. Opened up 0-2. And coincidentally, kind of in similar instances, they played two Power 5 teams that year. Got blown out the first game and uh, did a little bit better the second game against Oregon State, but they still started out 0-2. Saturday morning, your Boise State uh, Broncos return to the blue, and uh, Nate Shulman, along with Richie Brocko, will be hosting Bronco Game Day. Gets underway at, um, this seems weird, 5 a.m., is that right? Five o'clock in the morning. That poor, is correct. Poor Nate Shulman. Although um, he's used to it now this week, getting up really early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, tailgate with uh, Bronco and Bates, uh, seven o'clock from uh, Hall of Fame Plaza. Pre-game with Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender. Nine o'clock kickoff. Then at ten o'clock, you'll be listening to all the action right here on News Talk KBOI. And don't forget, one final pair of tickets will be given away coming up here after the nine o'clock hour. Listen to text in. And win. It is Open Phones Friday, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. A couple of emails to get to this morning. Uh, Mr. Mike, you were being disingenuous again this week when talking about the latest CNN poll. You're right, Trump and Biden are in a statistical tie in the CNN poll, but it's a big but. Trump is the one with the one-point lead, and it's the first CNN poll where Trump has ever pulled ahead of Biden, ever. Trump is just continually chipping away and is not only going to be the primary winner, but he will beat the Democrat candidate also. Buying interferences like COVID, election fraud, mail-in ballots, climate lockdowns, etc. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're saying I'm being disingenuous. I said that, from that it, was a, it was a statistical tie because there is a plus minus of three and a half percent when it comes to voting. So, I mean... Margin of error. Margin of error is three and a half percent either way. So even if Trump is one, it doesn't mean anything. It's it's still a statistical tie. So I don't know why what you're I'm being disingenuous. I I said everything you just said. I didn't say. Try to, try to be more ingenuous. Frank, um, Frank uh, has written in and says since you were talking about the automaker unions, the power company workers have a strong union. My granddaughter's boyfriend just got hired by an Oregon power company. He's 21 years old and was hired as an operator, starting wage $42.44 an hour. All overtime is double time, 100% health insurance, three weeks vacation uh, starting, 20% retirement matching, and on and on. Thought you guys might find this interesting. I do, 
And I'm wondering if I know enough about uh, electric electricity to. Uh, well, and that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be, uh, you know, work for a utility company, um, you don't have to have a college degree. There's there's another thing that you don't have to spend a hundred thousand dollars learning how to do. Um, you, yeah. you you go to Lineman's College, and I have a, a nephew who spent uh, about are, six months in Lineman's are College. Still, are there still apprenticeships? Is that uh, I, I I don't know if, now for electricians there are I don't know if it's in a, yeah I don't know if there's an apprenticeship or a, if you're a journeyman when it comes to working for the, mm. um, the power, you know, company, I, itself, power yeah. company itself. I don't know if that's true or if that once you get through the Lineman's College. Um, once you get through Lineman's College, you, if you just start from right there. Uh, it is interesting to note, and we're talking about this, and like I said, if the strike is still going on Monday, Jeremiah is going to talk about it, because we keep hearing about, oh, this is bad for the economy. This would cost $5 million a day and lost in the economy. Yeah. You know, Because you ask yourself as you hear this, how does it affect you and I? And when I say you and I, I'm talking about Chris, myself, and you, the listener, because if you don't work in the auto industry, does it, does it really affect us? Um, they keep saying it is. I, I don't know how that is, but Jeremiah says that if this isn't figured out by Monday, he's going to explain to us how this is <laughs> going to cause uh, problems for the economy. I mean, granted, if this goes on for a long time, car prices, vehicle prices are going to go way up because there's just going to be a lack of inventory. And what happens? We see what happens here in the Treasure Valley yeah. right now with the lack of inf- inventory for houses. What's happened? Prices have gone through the roof. Same thing and would the, happen to vehicles. And with cars, the demand is what controls the price. Yeah. Now, what they're asking for is 40% pay raise. They want to go back to 32 hours. I did figure that out yesterday about the, the 32 hours. What That all comes down to more money. Yeah. So without Overtime. asking for a, a larger raise, basically after you work... For 32 hours, you then start going into overtime and get paid double. The average auto worker right now... Is it, is it double or, or time and a half? Um, you know, worker. I'm not sure if you're an auto worker, if it's time and a half or double, come to think of it. Um, but it is uh, an increase in pay if you go over. And uh, they almost everybody work would be continuing to work over 32 hours a week. Um, so the the latest offer from the big three was a 20% pay raise. Now, granted, they're asking for 40%. So they don't look at your uh, your uh, records and say, it, it looks like you uh, came in on your day off 52 times this year. <laughs> no, no. Uh, probably not. Um, they offered 20%, which is a big pay raise. The average UAW auto worker belongs to the union. Mm-hmm. Uh, average, this is the average pay, 78 thousand dollars so if if they accepted the 20 percent pay raise this would jump them to ninety three thousand dollars just if it was just a pay raise not talking about the cutback in the work week from 40 to 32 hours so they get more in overtime pay just that 20 percent pay hike would move them from 78 the average worker from 78 thousand to ninety three thousand it's not too shabby. Once no, again, no, no. there there is another. I mean, unions uh, don't like it when their workers are struggling. The uh, people out there that said, well, "Where's a good paying job? I have to go to college to get my good paying job." We just told you two great paying jobs, and <laughs> neither one of them you have to go to college for. Yeah, you do have to learn how to do something. Yeah, uh, you're still going to have to know stuff. Um. Text message at 208-336-3700 says, uh, listening to Casper and Chris show yesterday morning, 
on thoughts about Yvonne St. Cyr made me realize Boise needs to worry a lot more about all the liberals moving in for a better way of life, but not life, but not changing the way they think and how it can change the city for the worse. Thank you guys for your shows and your opinions. Billy C. says, concerning Hunter Biden's gun indictment, one, a U.S. Court of Appeals ruled in August that owning a gun while being a known drug user is legal under the Second Amendment. Two, what do you think the percentage of known drug users buying and owning a gun is in America? Oh, I bet you it's as high as wealthy people who cheat on their tax returns. <laughs> you could be right about that. Because technically they... Uh, quite often sign uh, fraudulent papers as well. You know, people who fudge their taxes a little. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, this isn't, by the way, um, there are three different charges in the indictment that was handed down by the uh, federal grand jury in Delaware. Uh, count one accuses Hunter Biden of lying on an ATF form when he bought the gun by falsely swearing that he hasn't or wasn't addicted to illegal drugs or using illegal drugs. Count two accuses uh, Biden of lying to the federal licensed gun dealer in Wilmington where he bought the gun. The alleged lie was related to the same sworn statement on the ATF form. And count three accuses Hunter Biden of illegally possessing a gun while using drugs or being addicted to drugs, which is a federal crime. So it's not just one gun charge. There are three different charges that add up to... Uh, if he gets the maximum, would be 25 years in prison. Probably not going to get the maximum, even if he is found guilty. Like but I said, possibility is there's 25 the, the, years there. The people who call us every day and say, what about Hunter Biden? If he actually goes to prison, what are they going to do? What do you mean? The people who call us up all the time and say, oh, what about okay. Hunter Biden? I see, I see what you mean. <laughs> They're going to call us and say, what about, never mind. <laughs> Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. It is open phones Friday. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. If you are on the phone, stay right where you're at. Um, we'll get to you coming up here next after this. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the listen live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The questions of that plea deal falling apart. It's in tatters, and today he stands uh, indicted on three felony counts. And it all stems from the fact that he was addicted to crack cocaine. Uh, according to prosecutors, at one point in 2018, he was using crack cocaine every 15 minutes. And later that year, they claimed that he walked into a gun store in Delaware and filled out a form to buy a Colt revolver. And in that form, he stated that he was not a user of drugs that he was not addicted to any kind of narcotics that was not true do you think anyone ever fills out those forms and says yes i'm a user of illegal drugs (laughs) um or is that just supposed to get you to stop filling out the form you you know criminals don't do it obviously i mean if you're a criminal you you know you're not going to tell the truth if you really want a gun you're going to lie about it right i just wonder if anybody's ever done that gun well, yeah, I've used illegal drugs. Does that make a difference? I've uh, never smoked, used crack. Man, I wouldn't even know it if you laid it on the counter right here in front of me. Is doing crack every 15 minutes, is that a lot? You know, I don't care what it is. Every 15 minutes is a lot of anything. Yeah, you're probably right. 
Um, email in Mike at KBY.com uh, says, I'm noticing a word being used a lot now that I rarely heard before. It seems the big wigs are indicted instead of arrested. When you and I are arrested, we spend time in jail until our trial. These guys that are indicted seem to be free to move around like they are in no trouble at all. So next time I have a run-in with the law, I'm going to request I be indicted. I'm sure I spelled the indicted wrong while well, you did um so sorry about that in advance but i knew what you were talking about um i will tell you um an indictment and an arrest are two completely separate things yeah when you are indicted you are formally charged with a serious crime in a court of law when you're arrested it just means the police have handcuffs on you and you can't go anywhere at the moment the the other thing is once you are indicted then you are arrested so hunter biden will have to turn himself in he will be arrested at that time mm-hmm. um an indictment at all is also something that is handed down by a grand jury a grand jury believes that there is sufficient evidence of criminal offense that exists then you are arrested after that indictment is handed down um now, you can also be charged uh, with a review of evidence and information submitted by the police officer and decide based upon that content whether or not to file charges. This method of filing charges is referred to as prosecution by information, usually requires a preliminary hearing for the judge to determine if sufficient evidence exists. So you can have a judge decide if you're going to be charged, or you can have a grand jury hand down an indictment where you are charged the end result is basically the same thing. Yeah. You get arrest. Eventually, you get arrested they if, do, they, if do. they agree yeah, that they, there they are do. charges. They do have to bond out, right? Yeah. 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 Well, not necessarily. Um, sometimes people are released on their own. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends on what the yeah. judge says. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Sometimes you you don't have to post bond. Um, sometimes you just you know they don't deem them as a uh, flight risk. No, they're going to show up or whatever. There's a and they just my go, client All right, is not a flight risk. Don't don't go but anywhere. You, but you're representing a pilot. <laughs> All right, fine. Just in case, uh, turn in your, you know, um, oh, God, I just forgot the, the name of it. You need to travel to different countries. Um, visa. The visa. Turn in your passport, your passport and your visa, uh, and then you can leave. And your, and your MasterCard. Yeah. So if, if they do that, then you're, you're, you're okie-dokie to go. So hopefully that explains that uh, a little bit different. You can't just say, um, you know, I, I don't I don't want to be arrested i want to be indicted um that gets done for you <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it isn't it isn't because you're a big wig and say you know what i don't want to be charged and arrested yeah. i want to be indicted you can, you can say about someone he was arrested but he was never indicted uh morning guys this is a text message is it just me or does the hunter biden gun charge seem to anyone else like ha see there we did prosecute him for something kind of thing to take the heat off all the other things that those guys are up to. Also, nobody can tell me uh, Dr. Joe Biden isn't in this up to her eyebrows, her Botox. The uh, wife always knows um, and just seems selectively ignorant. Well, she's the stepmother, not the wife. Yeah. I'm wondering if she's talking about the uh, Joe Biden. I mean, you, you may have two different things going on. You've got the Hunter Biden indictment and the impeachment inquiry. Granted, that's two different things, mm-hmm. same family, so you may have got those uh, confused. Yeah. Um, we'll take a break. News coming up here next. Don't forget, 
The KBY Sweet Deal on sale in just three minutes. Go to KBY. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Dow futures uh, this morning were down a little bit. Now the Dow's been open for a while. It is uh, down 205 points. We have more updates from Jeremiah Bates throughout the day. Phone lines are open. Uh, also, if you uh, wanted to get those uh, gift certificates, that $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel, you missed out by about uh, three minutes. I've, I forgot to pay close attention, um, but I checked in. Um, it, it sold out in under three minutes. I don't know how quickly under three minutes, but it was completely gone by the time mm-hmm. I got in, and I got in just uh, about two minutes and 50 seconds. So yes, it is no longer there. No longer there. There are sweet deals uh, still available, by the way. If you want to take advantage of those, you don't have to wait till next Friday. Uh, sweet deals that are available right now. Uh, one that probably going to be gone over the weekend, uh, Pest Control from Emerald Lawn Tree and uh, Pest. That's a uh, 300 and. Uh, $60 value, I, I believe, $320 value, available now for $160. It's half price. There are only two of those left. Now, this isn't for a one-time service. This is for an entire um, year. So you get pests if you have problems this winter with, say, mice coming in, a lot of people do, uh, into your yard or, or house or whatever. They'll take care of that. Ants, wasps, all the way into next season. And if you have a problem and then for some reason they come back, uh, it's free to have them come back out because you've bought it for the entire year. Uh, that's available right now. There are also, with Christmas coming up, X-Golf. You have a golfer in your family, two hours at X-Golf. There's 54 of those available. $100 value um, now for only $50. That's two hours at X-Golf. There's a remember, bunch of other stuff available, too, remember, if you want to check it you out. you, too, can be an X-Golfer. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get in this morning. Uh, don't forget, you just heard the cue to text. This is our final pair of tickets to the Boise State game. This is it. If you want to get those, um, text the word Broncos right now. You're going to have about 45 more minutes before we pick a winner at random out of everybody we uh, have received texts from. By the way, if you texted before 9.05, you need to retext because you're not included. We got about 20 texts in who are trying to pretext. It's not the way this works. That's not the way any of this works. Um, so go ahead and retext if that was you. 208-336-3700. It is Open Phones Friday. Paul and Nampa listening on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on Newstalk KBY. Good morning, Mr. Phelps. <laughs> yes, thank you for taking my call. Hey, I did have a, I had a question about um, the fact checker since he's back and he's feeling good. Um, it was in regards to Hunter Biden, but since nothing's going to be adjudicated for a while, I think this, the question can wait. But I, I did want to say that you guys are as a team, you definitely are better off as a team with with Chris and yourself, Mike. Just try to leave Nate out, out in the cold. <laughs> it, just doesn't, it doesn't quite do it for us out here. Man, he's... He's he's taking a lot of grief here this morning he gets, uh, for he, helping us out and filling in. Yeah, he gets left out in the cold unless I'm out with a cold. <laughs> uh, thank thank you for the call. And by the way, in case Nate is listening this morning, we do appreciate you filling in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I I know everybody gives you a hard time, but hey, we appreciate you 
uh, getting up early. And he, not only did he fill in, but he did double duty. He also did his show all as, week. As Steve Martin said, no, he's great. I'm just putting him down. <laughs> uh, Rich and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Uh, good morning. Uh, are you there? Yeah. That was me oh, that I, said, I, good I, morning. I, You're on I, News Talk KBY. Well, I know right after that, I thought I hung up on you. Uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm pretty certain that Joe Biden has a pardon already signed for Hunter. But the thing is, like, if you ever known anybody that's been addicted to cigarettes, alcohol, or anything, they quit all the time. So is what so all Hunter has to say is he had quit when he signed that document, and they they'd have to prove that he was addicted to drugs the day he signed the document. Well, they that, they kind of he kind of did that because that's where the computer that he left behind comes in. So apparently, there's something on the computer that said he was doing cocaine the same day he signed the the agreement. So uh, unfortunately, there's proof there in his own computer. That's that's the problem of it. Where on a computer do you keep track of when you do cocaine? Um, the pictures, pictures that have, uh, timestamps on them where he's, uh, taking pictures of himself, smoking cocaine and, or smoking crack and there's timestamps on Well, that seems ill-advised, doesn't it? Yeah. He also wrote a book, he also wrote a book about it where if you're smoking crack every 15 minutes, that would probably mean the day that you also, um, bought your gun if you're doing it every 15 minutes because he didn't say, I did it every 15 minutes except for that one day where I bought the gun. Except for that 24 hour period when I stopped. And I mean, that's that's he admitted that in his book. But that doesn't mean that doesn't matter. He could say he embellished that. Well, he can, yeah. but I mean, it's in his own words, so it would be used in a court of law. Well, but he he didn't say in his book that he was using drugs. Matter of fact, he had just got out of rehab when he bought that gun, so he could say he quit, mm-hmm. and he wasn't doing it day, and he believed that he quit. And that's what they have to prove. They have to prove that he knowingly thought he was addicted to drugs when he bought it. It's going to be a very difficult charge to prove as a standalone crime. I still want to know. I still want to know who fills out a form, and when they come to the question, "Are you a regular user of illegal drugs?" checks yes. Hard to yeah, say. I, well, I, this isn't. By the way, this it. isn't. These aren't the only charges. This is. This is just the first charges. They're still looking at recharging him for the uh, other charges on, on the uh, tax fraud and other things having to do around this case. I. I think there's going to be more than just these charges uh, around this case brought against Hunter Biden. Um, this is one of those deals too, where um, do you, it's Hunter Biden. He's not running for anything. He's not the vice president of the United States. Never has been in public office. Yeah, I, I am not going to vote for him. And so what does this mean in the grand scheme of things? Is this, in my opinion, it may be just something that they can charge him with. If he's if he gets charged, convicted, and is going to spend some time in prison, they can say, hey, look, if you will tell the truth about what happened with your dad and all the money that you brought in, the you know, $10, $20 million that you received from... Um, foreign businesses if you'll tell us the truth that did did that get used for influence we'll not send you to prison we'll we'll you know forgive this i i think that may be possibility of what this could be and you see this all the time 
where you have charges on one case to try and get to somebody else much bigger. You go after here's, the bigger fish. Here's what's not going to happen. Okay, let, let's say that Hunter Biden is found guilty of all this, is sent to prison. Nobody's going to call us up and say, hey, remember when I called you and you were talking about uh, Donald Trump being indicted and I said, what about Hunter Biden? Um, I just want you to know that it's okay now to put Donald Trump in prison because you put Hunter Biden in, and fair is fair. No <laughs> one's going to do that. No. Not a single person. The comparison only goes one way. I call BS, which is probably a pseudonym, writes in to say, crack cocaine every 15 minutes, he should be studied, not indicted. <laughs> There's either a drug immunity, miracle cure, or unworldly entity in him. Give me a break. I'd side with the prosecution and all the what about hunters on everything else had they not thrown this BS in there. I think you're right. It's just a way to say, see, there is something being done about Biden. Couldn't they find a more criminally crimey crime? Which I think is a good description. Uh, Gary from Nampa says, if you wouldn't know crack cocaine if it was placed in front of you, how do you know you haven't used it? <laughs> well, I do pay attention to what hey, I, this isn't salt. I either eat, put into my nose, or inhale. No so I, I, I think I would, you know, know. I do pay attention to what know. goes into my body. I just, if you placed a bunch of crack cocaine in a, you know, in a box in front of me and go, what is this? Couldn't tell you. Never, mm. se- never, never personally seen it, smoked it, been around somebody who has done it. I think I saw a picture of it online. It looked like hail. No, I think you feel like you go to hail if no. you if you do it. It looked like uh, not quite golf ball sized hail. Was it, and it was that big. See, even right there, I thought it was like little tiny crystals. Not that, that shows how little we actually both between well, the two yeah, of us I mean, have knowledge of. Not having per, not not ha, not having purchased any, I can't tell you how big it is when you when you actually buy that. It. And uh, I know the crack is whack, but the only reason I know that is because that's what Whitney Houston told told us. Uh, I will say this: uh, if you go to Google Images and look up crack, be more specific. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to Google if, crack, especially don't if, do it at work. Yeah, I was going to say, especially if you know your supervisor is somewhere handy. <laughs> don't Google crack at work. I promise it's not going to go good for you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will take a break. Um, when we come back, more on the way. Uh, phone lines are open. You can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com if you want. And don't forget, you've got about a half an hour more to text the word Broncos. You want to go to the game tomorrow against North Dakota. We're giving away a final pair of tickets. you got about half an hour. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670-KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Wrote Hunter Biden reported nearly $2.4 million in income in 2017 and $2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Take a listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. What you None of that is president. true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. So it's from two different debates, but, I mean, Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune from China, and Joe Biden was wrong. What? 
That was CNN. Unless, of course, he spent $3 million to make $2.7. That was CNN who just claimed Trump was right and Joe Biden was wrong. Up is down. Left is right. What the <laughs> hell is going on in the world? CNN just said Trump was right? It's my personal opinion. This is just opinion. Yeah. It's just my personal opinion that the charges going on with Hunter Biden have to do with that. The impeachment inquiry and what happens long-term future down the road. That they can leverage if he is found guilty and, you know, ends up possibility of prison time. And I'm not saying he's going to be found guilty because we don't know. Um, Hunter Biden's attorneys are are saying that um, these charges are nothing but politically motivated charges. He said that uh, according... uh I think according to a lot of people in Washington, D.C., if you're charged with anything, it's just politically motivated. And there may Apparently, be, everyone there is squeaky clean. But there may be some truth to that, though, right? That a lot of times something that happens is politically motivated when it's brought by politicians and not by... And even in some instances where the claims are now that the Department of Justice has been politicized, right or wrong. Claims, anyway. Yeah. Um, those claims that there's some truth to that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying just Democrats or just Republicans. I think I think all of them do it. I think... Well, I, we, I, we, we do have promises that... Uh, let's put it this way. The, the, some of the people who are saying it's the wrong thing to do have promised that as soon as they're in charge, they're going to start doing it too, but in revenge. To a certain extent. Which which, which apparently makes it different. To a certain extent. Is that the the reason we're seeing an impeachment inquiry right now? I don't know. If what happened um, in the last time Donald Trump was in the office, if they hadn't impeached him... Or tried to, well, they didn't try. They, they no. did impeach him. Yeah. Um, impeach doesn't he wasn't mean you're convicted. Th- impeach doesn't mean you're thrown out of office. Yeah. Impeach just means you're brought up on charges by the House. If that would have happened, would we see this going on right now? Is this a tit for tat saying, look, if you're going to do what you did last time, we have to do this to get you to stop it in the future? Because basically it's, you know, uh, equal mass destruction. Right. Like, look, if you're going to do this every time we have our person in office and we don't do it back to you, then you're just going to continue to do it. I don't know if that's true or not, but man, it it sure seems like it. Paula writes in and says, Hunter will never go to prison. He will be pardoned. And considering the pardons Trump made, Republicans can't say much. All charges are federal. Well, they, I mean, you can say something because um, Trump never pardoned a family member. So, I mean, you can, you can say something just because Trump pardoned people. Joe Biden's going to pardon. I mean, every, every president, there at, since this started, there hasn't been a president who hasn't either commuted sentences or pardoned people. I thought it was interesting that when, when Trump was the president, there were people who were actually requesting that uh, somebody give him, like, a pardon that they could use later. Yeah. <laughs> That you, like you a, can't do. Like a get-out-of-jail-free card that you <laughs> yeah. get in Monopoly. Hey, can you just write out and a letter? He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even attempt to, you know, to, 
honor that with the... um in case i do something in the future can you just sign the back of this uh business card and just saying hey for anything that ever happens ever yeah. i as the president of the united states pardon this person even if i'm not president when this you person know, breaks the law do you know who i am read this <laughs> 208-336-3700 pound 670 and your verizon wireless will take a break news coming up here next final 20 minutes or so get your uh broncos texted in to 208-336-3700. One person who has texted will be chosen at random coming up here in a few minutes to get our final pair of tickets. Keep in mind, if you're going to text, you have to pick up your tickets by 5 p.m. today here at our studios uh, to be able to use them. We are not open tomorrow. So if you're going to use them, got to pick them up today. Text right now. Broncos to 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. 208-336-3700. Also our uh, text number. And uh, in addition to text about the show, you should be texting in the word Broncos for uh, a little bit longer. If you want to go see the game tomorrow as they take on North Dakota. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, don't, no name on this email says, Is it just a coincidence that the crimes that they are charging Hunter with cannot be connected to daddy that not necessarily true now the crime that he has been indicted for so far the gun charge drug use that doesn't have anything to do with daddy there are future charges that still can come that would have probably some implications uh with dad uh one of those charges they're talking about uh has to do with uh tax fraud charges and the millions and millions of dollars he made from foreign businesses and didn't pay taxes on, and also uh, the possibility of filing charges acting as a foreign agent without um, registering as an official foreign agent, which is also a felony. Those are charges that also still may be brought forth. These are just the charges that have come forward so far, and the reason these charges have happened now is because they had until, I believe, October 7th, if I remember correctly. They only have a couple of weeks, and the statute of limitations runs out. So they have to file charges, or they can no longer file charges again because the statute of limitations on the gun charges would be done and over with. So So that's why you're seeing the charges on that come out right now. So many odd rules. Isn't it? Um. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your uh, Verizon wireless. Uh, another emails. I, I can't wait for the investigations to hit Jared and Ivan. Ivan? I think you mean Ivanka. Ivanka, yeah. Um, Kushner, um, $2 billion. What charges would those be? Just that they, they get charged for um, having $2 billion? No, they, he, he, got, he got over $2 billion from the Saudis. And um, I don't know. I guess... Some people think that was uh, not all kosher. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't. Sorry about that. I don't know why we would need to wait because Democrats were in charge and control of the House for what twenty twenty to twenty twenty two when they could have brought up charges anytime they wished because they're in charge of the yeah. So they might not. The uh, we might have done nothing wrong. The House, yeah. Uh, Ray and Caldwell, thanks for being patient. Listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. It's Open Phones. Friday, what do you want to talk about? Who are you asking? You. 
Right. Okay. I didn't hear. I didn't hear that part. Sorry. Thank you. Um, what I want to talk about is, uh, I know Department of Transportation just uh, set up some hearings on uh, Highway 55 and the Banks Lomond Road, which has been a disaster for a number of years <laughs> now because of the weekends. And the interesting thing is, they they do it during the week at six o'clock in the evening. Well, the majority of that traffic is down here during the week. It's not up there. To try and get off work and get up there and put your input, the meeting starts at 6, is, is a little difficult. So, once again, the transportation department is, is way out in left field, and Brad Little ought to be looking at, into that department as far as I'm concerned. I, I think it ought to actually be the IDIOT department. And uh, But the other thing is on, on Highway 55, as you're going up 55, if you look across the river from Horseshoe Bend, you see the railroad track. The railroad track is no longer in use. It's owned by a company out of Texas. Uh, they used to have the little tour train that went up and back and forth, and that hasn't operated for a number of years. If you put in place public domain and, and basically purchase that, you already have basically a road base. You could take it from Horseshoe Bend up past banks to the railroad trestle, bring the two back together, and from there going in and out of Horseshoe Bend, you would have one-way traffic, and you're going to you're trying to put in a roundabout where you've got two rivers. I mean, that's not going to work. They say lights will not work. Well, lights work around Avamore uh, just fine, and you're going to have to spread things out. But it seems to me to make the safest thing is to go in and buy that unused railroad roadbed, and you've got a very strong starting point to make a very safe passageway. Right there on the riverbank? Right. you got traffic on both sides, yeah, and it's true. both of them are right on the riverbank. Have you ever been up there and seen the, the oh, yeah. railroad attack? Yeah. 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 We've, we, we've written that? on it, yeah. What? Yeah, but you, there, and nobody's writing on it anymore. That, right. That's not even functioning anymore. And so put public domain in place. This company that owns it's out of Texas, a railroad company, and I venture that they're never going to use that again. So why not take it? Make it a safe passage and move forward. Not a bad idea. No. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll give you this. It's no worse an idea than every other idea that's come. <laughs> they've come up I with know, so far. Now he's got a point about those six o'clock meetings. Though, yeah. If you if you want to uh, come from down here to up there. Yeah. Weird, weird time to have them. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, Royce, a, oh, real quickly here from Lori. An instant message, uh, Lori says, a president can give a pardon for all past federal charges. That was what some of his people were asking for, past crimes, not future crimes. Yes, Trump never pardoned family. I can understand pardoning a son, but Trump pardoned Steve Bannon. A president can pardon crimes committed, but not yet charged. Can you? See, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, that you can pardon somebody for something that they haven't been charged for yet or found guilty of yet because then what are you pardoning no, you, you, them for you can ford did that for nixon nixon was never charged with anything or found guilty and yet he was pardoned for anything he might have done that was illegal during the whole watergate but I, if era. you look at if you look up the definition of pardon that really doesn't mean anything right said i am pardoning you for what he didn't do anything wrong well, 
whatever, if he did anything wrong, then I am going to pardon. I mean, because you're you can't pardon somebody for something they haven't well you can, done. You can pardon somebody though for something, and then they they can't be brought up on charges because they've already been pardoned for it. Maybe that's maybe that's it. Because I mean, as far as the definition of pardon, that makes no sense because you're not really doing anything because they haven't been charged with anything. And maybe that was the whole thing because yeah. I, I I mean I wasn't paying attention enough when all that was going on. Uh, maybe that was enough. Look, if you charge him, I'm pardoning him anyway, so don't waste your time, effort, and money because it's not going to go anywhere. Curtis uh, says, after listening to Rich's phone call, I am convinced more than ever that he is going to be first in line to buy a ticket on the train across the Pacific. <laughs> That'd be great for people who are afraid to fly, wouldn't it? <laughs> Take a train to Hawaii. Um, that was the uh, the whole thing. What did, where did he say you can take a? He's going to build a a train track to was it India? United States to India. I do not recall. Um, I think I think it was if I remember correctly. I think it was India. He was going to build a train track from the United States to India. The, this from that would be really expensive. Producer Derek, a federal pardon can be issued prior to the start of a legal case or inquiry prior to any indictments being issued for unspecified offenses and prior to or after a conviction for a federal crime. So, yeah, they have a lot of leeway. Yeah. Um, no name on this says all charges against Hunter or any other Biden family member are mute. I think you meant to say moot. Um, they will be pardoned. Duh. Real question is what effects will all the info coming out about the Biden family have on the election? Probably negative for, I mean, if it is negative, if it turns out to be all true, yeah, I, hard, I would imagine. Yeah, hard, hard to say. I mean, if, if this comes out, there I are mean, probably obviously, some voters out there who still care whether or not you've committed a crime. Obviously, um, if he's impeached, doesn't mean a whole lot other than the fact you can say, hey, this president was impeached, just like Trump was impeached. But unless, you know, that he's convicted then by the Senate, doesn't mean a whole lot. Now, obviously, if he gets if he's impeached and then that's upheld by the Senate, then he can't be president yep. because he years gets, from now someday, he gets kicked out. Years from now, presidents are going to be bragging, "Hey, I was only impeached three times." How about you? <laughs> yeah, you know, you joke about it. That may be where we're headed. I, I'm serious. I mean, I made this prediction when when they did this against Trump. I said, "You watch." Yeah. Biden, I, I'm, I mean, I had no what was it they were, idea what, you know, the, whether Biden or Trump would be elected, I, but I said, you watch. If Biden is elected in this next election, he will be impeached before uh, his presidency runs out. What was it you said they were going to get for tat? Yeah, tit for that. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. That's right, that's what it was. Yeah. Completely forgot. Terry um, writes in. From the documents released by DOJ at the St. Cyr sentencing, two counts of obstructing and interfering with law enforcement during a civil disorder, both felonies, St. Cyr forced her way to the front of the crowd and pushed her body against the police line barricades. Cyr then shouted, we need fresh people and push, push, push. The aiding and encouraging a violent mob is a violent crime. Pushing police is also a violent act if you don't think so. Try pushing a policeman. I don't think I will. I'll take your word for that. Um, I guess I don't see what point you're trying to make, but okay. I don't think anybody was arguing that she didn't have charges against her. Yesterday they were. 
That she didn't have charges? No, yesterday people were saying, well, she didn't, she didn't do anything violent. Nothing violent about it. Oh, okay, I remember. Well, I mean, she didn't have charges uh, of violence, I guess, uh, against her. But I guess maybe you're inferring that some of the charges are considered... No, implying, anyway. Implying that yeah. they, they were violent. Okay, I see what you're talking John about. John says, CEO pay. Why not just replace them with AI? I know a CEO, and she or he or they or it uses an eight ball to make his critical decision. A magic eight ball or just a regular, just, just a regular eight ball? <laughs> if this goes in... Uh, somebody asked... Probably about, a magic eight ball. What about the actor strike? Why no mention of that anymore? All you're talking about is the UAW strike. I need my TV shows back. Yeah. That's the reason there are two Monday Night Football games this week. ABC doesn't have enough programming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, as far... I don't know if it will eventually change you know how i watch tell as of right now i i haven't noticed that the writers are on strike because i don't watch regular television anymore yeah you can still watch like a streaming series from two years ago that's yeah. great you can watch new series streaming series as long as it was done before the strike all the movies that are coming out right now um there, there is one that will affect me because i was really looking forward to watching part two of dune it was coming out in November, and even though the movie is done, it's in the can, it's ready to go, they're afraid that because the strike going on, the actors won't be able to go out and promote the movie, mm-hmm. that it won't do as well. So that movie has already been pushed back, I think, till May that of 2024. Be, that, could be, that could be why this hasn't been in, uh, settled so far. The studios are still making plenty of money off mm-hmm. you know, the, the things they've already made. yeah. yeah. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way if you want to get through. It is Open Phones Friday. It's also the last few minutes if you want to text the word Broncos. Want those tickets for the North Dakota game tomorrow? 10 a.m. kickoff. We've got them for you. Final chance to text the word Broncos into 208 336 Everybody who has texted in since uh, we told you to start texting will be in on the grand prize drawing. One person is get those pair of tickets coming up here in just a few minutes. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Thank you. On impeachment, um, does the president or the White House more broadly plan to comply with requests for information from House Republicans as part of the impeachment inquiry? Well, I, I, I've stated a couple of times uh, just in the past few minutes that any any specifics, inquiries or anything like that, that is something that my account, uh, that the council, my my. Uh, the my colleagues at the White House Council certainly will will deal with and any specifics I would refer you to them. You suggested that there's no evidence to back up the Republicans, which is true. Here, I'm um, not suggesting it. That's actually a fact. If they are seeking information, again, that is something that the White House Council is going to deal with, and it's not a suggestion. It's actually an actual fact. When you have uh, Republicans saying that there is no no evidence, it doesn't exist. They have said that. I mean, again, they couldn't even put it up for a vote because they didn't have the vote. So it's not a suggestion. It's actually the fact. That's their own words that I'm repeating back. John, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, uh, talking about the investigation, uh, the impeachment inquiry. I'm going to say the same thing, and I wanted to say this before we headed out on the weekend in our final segment. Uh, this is the same thing that, uh, you know, Democrats said about the impeachment and in, uh, in the investigation going on with Donald Trump. Well, he was president. If you have nothing to hide, why are you hiding it? 
And I'll say the same thing here. Why is the White House, President Biden, so much? I mean, you saw the messaging earlier this week. They obviously all got their talking points, the same talking points, because all the Democrats were basically saying the same thing, that this is a witch hunt. There's nothing to see here. If there's nothing to see here, what are you worried about? I mean, really, what are you worried about with an impeachment inquiry? Um, if the impeachment inquiry goes forward and nothing is shown in the inquiry, it's going to make Republicans look really stupid. If they do this whole inquiry and no impeachment then happens because of finding absolutely no evidence of anything that they're claiming that he did. So, so it's weird that they're pushing so hard back on this. You would just think they would say, you know what? Go waste your time and money. You're not going to find anything. You know, if I, and, and I know it's not the same, but I mean, if somebody comes to me and says, yeah. Mike, we think you stole a million dollars from KBOI. Oh, go find it. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, but you like, know what? Like KBOI had a million dollars. But you know what? I welcome the investigation because I know I did absolutely nothing wrong. So investigate away. Why, why so much pushback of not even doing the inquiry and that the claims that this is nothing but a political attack? Are they afraid that they are going to find something? Or are they afraid that Biden is going to be treated like Trump was and maybe they don't find enough? But Maybe they're not afraid of anything. They just really don't like the other guys, and so they're trying to give them a hard time. There's, a, there's another possibility right there. I don't know. It just it just seems weird to me that if you you know you, you believe your claims that I have done nothing wrong, there is absolutely no evidence to prove that I have done nothing wrong. Why such a pushback that you are giving to not do the, the investigation? There's no evidence that I have done something wrong. You mean? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, that's just a question I had in my head, and I wanted to get that out there before we uh, went home uh, for the week weekend. Uh, another text message in. Um, oh, by the way. Um, congratulations going out to Carl Patton. Carl Patton won our final pair of tickets today. Carl Patton of Caldwell, congratulations. Don't forget, I just got to tell you right now, Carl, you need to pick up your tickets before 5 o'clock today. All right, we're not open tomorrow, so you got to pick those tickets up. Uh, another text message in is, okay, they throw the book at Hunter, disassociate him from Dad, and then pardon him on the way out of town. Duh. That's it? That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Might be a possibility. That's a prediction, I guess. Yeah, I guess it might be a possibility. Uh, no name on this one. Another email, Mike at KBY.com says, let's see, Trump made a phone call with nothing criminal and said to Ukraine, uh, nothing criminal said to Ukraine and is impeached. Biden accepts millions from foreign government. And somehow, according uh, to uh, Chris, this was just revenge charges. Really? No, I said it could be. Could be. And it could, quite Say frankly, what? it it could be. It could all be political. I'm I'm not even going to be um, so jaded as to say that this might not just be political, um, you know, so that you kind of assume mass destruction. If you keep doing this, we're going to keep impeaching just like you did. I don't know if that's true or well, not, well, but once, possibility. Once again, once again, we should emphasize that we hope whoever's guilty gets put in jail. That's it for today. Thanks for taking part today and uh, all this week. Um, don't forget, game day tomorrow, beginning at 5 a.m. Boise State takes on North Dakota. You'll hear all the action with the pregame beginning at 5, kickoff coming up once again at 10 o'clock. Have yourself a great weekend. And we'll